Hello and welcome to Mic'd Up with me, Alison Walker. On today's episode, I'm chatting to Olympic world and European champion in curling, Eve Muirhead, about, well, you know, just about everything. She's probably the person I've interviewed more than anyone else throughout my career. She's beginning a new journey away from curling, so we'll touch on that and much, much more. Mic'd Up is supported by McRae Financial Services. Financial planning for every stage of life. Visit mcraefs.co.uk. More details on McRae a little later. Now, let's roll on with our chat. I'm at Stirling University campus, a place which I'm sure is very familiar to Eve Muirhead because this is also where the Institute of Sport is kind of located and also in the National Centre for Curling isn't too far away in Stirling either. Eve, so good to finally catch up with you. You've had a very, very busy summer. Tell us a little bit about what you've been up to. Yeah, thank you for, for having me on and um, as you say, Alison, it's been chaos and um, <laughs> I remember you telling me in Beijing after we won that medal that your life will, will change and it'll be busy, busy and I didn't quite believe you at the time because I'm not sure the medal really sunk in then but yeah, it's it's been it's been busy but I think now things are more um, what I want to do. Um, it's like a good busy and um, I wouldn't actually have it any other way and um, it's very different not, not trailing into the National Curling Academy every day, freezing. Um, but oh, come from... on, a bit of you must miss that. It's, do you know what, right now, I honestly, I don't. Um, I don't really miss, miss all the practice. Of course I'm going to miss the competing, I know that, but it's the, the day in, day out practice that I really don't miss because, um, yeah, it becomes... It becomes a bit of a kind of, not a tick box exercise, but it just becomes a bit of a routine. Um, and um, when you feel like you've done probably all I can in the sport, um, I just felt that I could put in hours and hours and hours. And would I ever achieve again what I have? Probably not. So I think it definitely was time to hang up the shoes and yeah, not, not head into that ice rink again. How much soul searching actually was there? Were you always more towards retiring the not or did you think well what what am I going to do otherwise do you know what when I finished the Olympics and um, when I when I said I was going to carry on curling not once did it cross my mind that I, I was going to retire um, and as the summer went on as I became busier and um, the return to ice was getting closer um, I maybe had second thoughts then and um, I took a long time to make my decision. I made sure and speak to all the right people. And um, yeah, it was one morning I woke up and I realised that, you know, I think, I think this is the time. Um, I don't think I'm going to be happy going back into the ice rink. And um, I spoke to, to many people and, and they said, like, of course, your happiness is the most important. And that's when I came to the conclusion. And I think the following day, I actually phoned up the performance director um, I spoke to the head coach and um, yeah, I just said to them, I've taken the decision, I'm, I'm going to retire. Did you feel any pressure from them not to? No, I didn't. Um, they were actually very supportive when I, um, when I did tell them that I, that I was going to finish. And um, It's weird now though because I've just done the back of this, I've actually just done my exit medical and um, I've got kind of exit interviews and just... Exit it's, sounds funny. It does, doesn't it? And it's quite, in a way, it's scary. It's scary knowing that I'm not going to have this, the great services that the Scottish Institute offer just at the bottom, a drop of a hat. Um, but I've never, ever experienced anything apart from school and full-time curling. So it's 
going to be very, very difficult, different. I feel like I'm actually just like stepping out into the big wide world now, um, at the grand age of 32, which um, which seems very old to be doing that and seems very young to say I'm retiring. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's difficult. Um, retiring from competitive curling. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, and um, what I'm going to do is honestly right now I, I don't know what's next um, I'm just kind of taking each day at a time enjoying the opportunities I have got and just making sure not rush into anything. We're at the University of Stirling on the campus it's a beautiful day here today We've got the lake and, and all the buildings around it I guess this is a place you've probably been around quite a bit have you? It's weird that I'm not coming in here to train today and um, I was coming in for different reasons but like you still see coaches that I've worked with in the past, and um, like these guys are never going to be strangers to me because um, they might. Yeah, I saw you talking to a couple as you came yeah, in there. Like, yeah. it, like these guys I've worked with for years, um, and uh, like as I say, like I'm never going to be a stranger to to anyone. And hopefully, um, after being in the sport for so many years and being part of the institute, um, yeah, I'll, I'll still keep in touch with a lot of them. It, it's it, it must be a, a very strange feeling I, I'm just wondering how you get your head around that feeling of being so immersed in something for so long and then it's almost weaning yourself off it isn't it you know it, yeah um, to be honest with you I'm not sure it's really sunk in properly yet because that's what I loved I loved competing at that high level um, but yeah that's what that's what comes with being retiring isn't it um, is, um, is to, to kind of watch from from a different way now and I've done so many fun things this summer on the different side of the ropes to what I used to. Like I was part of the, the five live team, so I was inside the ropes. I saw everything that went on behind the scenes. Um, it's fascinating, oh, isn't it? Unbelievable. Yeah. And then yeah. down at the Commonwealth Games, I was supporting um, my, my brother's girlfriend, Katie, in the Scotland team. So instead of um, warming up and cooling down and, and competing, I was sitting in the stands with a drink in my hand. And I just, you know what, seeing the other side of it, I absolutely loved it. Um, not having the pressure on my back um, but you know what I think over my career I actually took for granted I think the work that goes in to make these things happen because I've been part of the other side now it's it really is it's opened up my eyes um, and I think yeah I, I kind of wish I probably gave these kind of people more thanks when I was competing because yeah, it's incredible what goes on behind a tournament. You're the athlete, you're the performer, that's so that's what everybody's watching. I, I am, yes, but you've got to remember these, it takes people for these tournaments to run, doesn't it? And um, yeah. I, I think I first really encountered you in Vancouver in uh, 2010. Were you 19 then or, yeah. or something that fresh faced <laughs> young, young girl? All I remember going to McDonald's every single day and oh. <laughs> Um, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't quite the athlete. I, I, I was at the end. Do you recognise that person back then? I do. Of course, it's. I do, but I'm very different now. Um, I would say I was slightly immature back then. I, I was. Um, I was a kind of wee fish in a big pond. Um, I was known as one of the kind of less experienced athletes, and I guess now I'm known as a very experienced athlete. You were very intense. I was, and I think that also changed. Very focused. Yeah, changed a lot over the years. I don't think I ever was less intense or less focused, but I think I worked a lot on my body language and the way I came across as a person. And I think over the years that that definitely changed. Um, and yeah, I yeah I remember breaking a bus in Vancouver. Yeah, it was it was probably a games that I'm never ever going to forget, but a games that I kind of want to forget.
Yeah, it was but still an experience, and experiences was. are everything, aren't well, they? Well, that's the thing. Like, it's in a way, maybe it was a bit of a blessing in disguise that we didn't get a medal because I realised that I needed to do more if I wanted to, to be at the top of the podium. And the following Olympic Sochi, I managed to get a, a taste of that, getting on the podium. Um, Kyung Chang was, was heartbreaking coming forth, but also one of the best games I've had because I competed alongside my two brothers. And then to top it off, we, we got the gold in. in um, in Beijing, so yeah, every games is very, very different for a lot of different reasons. You once told me a story. I mean, I mean, I first, I first really remember you in Vancouver, but you said you met me an awful lot earlier than that, and I don't even remember Eve. Um, is this true? Really? Yeah, because you said it was at a Scottish Championships. Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah. You used to, did you not present the? The Scottish Championship. I did, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. for the BBC. Yeah, yeah. so I, I do, I, I, yeah, I do, yeah, I remember that. You probably didn't remember me. So what happened? Can you, can um, you remember? No, I probably wasn't. You, meant, you mentioned something about, you, I remember you telling me once you asked me for my, did you ask me for Oh, me? I did. <laughs> oh my God, that's embarrassing. That's not embarrassing. So what tell me the story. <laughs> so, yeah, I remember, I mean, I was a young, I still am now, to be fair. I'm, I love seeing celebs and famous people. It was like, um, about a month ago, it was just after the women's um, the women's football had finished, the Europeans down in in, um, in England, and with a friend I was out for brunch, and who walks in but three lionesses, and I'm like, oh my god! So of course me up oh, getting a picture with them. Um, so here's me getting a picture with them. They were all looking fairly worse for worse for wear <laughs> after the night before. I think. And well deserved, absolutely. Um, so I of course put this on Instagram and things, and then a couple of them came back and like, oh my god. Um, we should have been asking you for a picture, and I'm like, eh, absolutely not. <laughs> um, so I'm mutual appreciation. Yeah, so society. it's funny. So I, like, I, ever since a young child, and as you say, like, I remember. So what happened when when so, uh, was it a Perth ice rink? I think it was Perth ice rink. I had my little autograph as a as a um, child, and um, yeah, I remember going asking you for your autograph. That's cool. Did I give you? It? Yes. <laughs> and I also remember when the world was in Brayhead, Doogie Donnelly, I think, was commentating. And yeah, I clambered over the seats and went and asked him in his little booth for his autograph. Um, and I'm sure I got him to write who actually was underneath <laughs> it, so I could under because I couldn't understand his um, autograph. Um, but yeah, I wonder if I could find my wee autograph. Book, but yeah, I think you've John still got that somewhere. Yeah. A lot of St. Johnston players. Um, yeah. You know, it's good that you haven't lost that kind of being in awe of other people oh, and appreciation love, yeah. of what other other oh, people no, have totally. done, no matter what walk of life. Oh no, absolutely. Like I, I respect what everyone everyone does and I think um, as an athlete like you, you know what it takes to achieve what, what a lot of these people have achieved like it's it's not easy um, it's yeah um, yeah you tell a lot of people you're a full-time athlete and everyone thinks that it's amazing and it is amazing you get to travel the world but yeah there's a lot of um, there's a lot comes with it it's um, I just wish a lot of a lot of people realize that it's not all great there is tough times as well yeah, and on both both sides of, of the of the defence events broadcasting, whether you're an athlete, you know, we have been to some amazing places oh, around absolutely. the world, yeah, we haven't have. we? We're Just incredible so places you wouldn't get, you wouldn't normally perhaps choose to go to, but you get there and think, oh my goodness, I'm here. Is is there something that stands out? Um, out yeah, no, absolutely. Like from travelling right across to kind of far Asia and Japan and Korea, um, member of the world in Korea was. Um, and Ganyang was it? That was um, that was very different. You're walking down the street and you're seeing all these kind of fish and all the tanks outside the shops. And you go in for dinner and then they just get out the tank there and then and cook it on the 
And then, of course, like a place that I love um, in Europe is, is Switzerland's probably one of my favourite countries to, to compete in. Um, Champre, I've been a couple of times to Europeans and stunning. And what I think makes it nice is like we always go kind of November, December time, and that's when the kind of ski season is, isn't it? And um, like I'm, I am very fortunate to have been to and some of the Christmas markets in Europe oh, coming yeah. up as well. They're just brilliant, and you know, even as a member of the media, you, you don't realise how lucky you oh, are sometimes no, you're right. too. Um, as you said a minute ago, like there is some places that you wouldn't go back to, um, but there is also. Some <laughs> I would ask you to name names, but I could probably. Agree yeah, um, but there is um, also some places that you'd love to go again and spend some more time because when you're when you're curling, you're kind of. I always see a tournament as sleep eat curl sleep eat curl and you're in that zone and you're yeah your head's down and that's all you're that's all you're focused on yeah it's not quite as glamorous as people think no, is it most definitely you, isn't you're, it? you're usually in and out no messing about and then away into you are, absolutely to the next thing yeah. but occasionally you get a but then you hear all afternoon. the stories about like if my mum and dad went out and supporters and they go here there and everywhere but do you want to do you want to go and um and watch as a supporter because it's fun. Scotland fans are brilliant that follow the curling, I mean, including your mum and dad and numerous fam family members. How amazingly supported they've been over oh, they the have, years. But like, they do like a good trip. <laughs> they do like a good trip and you can usually hear them that they are having a good trip. You can hear them from when you're on the ice and yeah, you can see them with water bottles in their hands, which yeah, I'm not sure what's in those water bottles. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I, I think I'll always want to go to, go to like a Europeans because they're good events, aren't they? Um, and yeah, can, the Canadian Trails is something that's on my bucket list as well. That's like just uh, as a fan, yeah, yeah, like it, yeah. when you get the top the top teams in Canada competing off for their spot in the Olympic Games. Like I've always wanted to go to one of them. The atmosphere is incredible. I've just yeah. never been yeah. able to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's one thing I want. You're to talking about the family and, and mum and dad. I mean, it's it's an obvious question, but I know how supportive they've been mm. throughout the years. And having having the the stable and the the happy upbringing that that all helps the big picture doesn't yeah. it to where you are now oh it does um, like they've been very supportive since I was tiny um, the taxi drivers when I was younger um, they never once pushed me into the sport they always um, let me decide if I wanted to carry on at a high level and whatever I did they supported me and my dad coached me when I was younger um, and then kind of moved up through the ranks and um, yeah like even now they're they're very supportive. They were supportive whether I carried on curling or whether I retired, and I think that's what what makes it what makes it very sp special and makes me know that whatever I do was the right decision for me. They also keep your feet on the ground a little bit, and I dare say your brothers do. I mean, I've got I've got three brothers, and if ever I did anything that was special or different, you know, they would soon bring me back down to earth. What 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 was that oh, like no, when you came I'd... back from? various trips oh. having been victorious what was that like no absolutely like you know what they're like like um the both of them are very different um but oh, yes they're always going to be supportive yes deep down we have a bit of a oh well i did better than you in this tournament i did better than you but, <laughs> but really do you know what like we always support each other no matter what and um, we always look out for each other and um yeah but having two two brothers and being the middle child um we are a very competitive family put it that way but um yeah like it's it's great to see that now I guess we can play a lot more like super leagues and stuff together as a as a family. Um, I can't say we're not going to come off um, having quite a few um, fights or um, niggles or miscommunications, but 
it'll be good fun. Have you been helping on the farm at all? You've been back um, and... I haven't so much. I did want to. Um, I had great plans after the games, yeah, like go and enjoy it. Like the, the lambing season, something that I always enjoy being part of or, or helping out at. Um, but yeah, I haven't actually been back too often. Um, but over the next few months, yeah, for sure I'm going to. Um, because yeah, growing up on a farm, my brother's taking that up full time. And my dad um, being a farmer when he was younger, it's something that's very close to me. Um, and to be honest, probably made me the person I am because it's made me not fear too much, like just get on with it. Like, you know what farmers are like, they don't, they turn their hand to anything because they yeah. have to. And if they don't do it, nobody else will. Yeah. Rain or shine, like they're yeah. out there getting the jobs done and um, you can't pick and choose when you do it. So, um, yeah, so I think it's um, it's a huge part of my, my life and yeah, of course I always try and go back as often as I can, surrounded by the tens of twenties of dogs that are there and, and everything else but um, must be lovely going back though. No, it is, it is, it's it's lovely. Um, and um, yeah it's yeah it's something that, that's always been been part of my life. So tell us about some of the fun stuff you've been doing since 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 you won the gold medal mm -hmm. basically. What what kind of things have you be, you been up to? Well um, quite a lot of different T V shows um, question of sport, League of their own um, being part of the five live team at the, the Open was it was good fun. Really, really enjoyed that week. Um, as soon as we got off the plane, more or less from from Beijing, we did a Hello magazine shoot. Oh, we got all dressed up. Yes, Ooh. it was nice. And then yep. another one which we were actually, which is a bit bizarre, but we were on the ice in our heels. Um, but it was also quite good fun. Um, yeah, just um, planning on doing a couple of charity events out kind of America way soon. Um, a few more TV things coming up. And yeah, just quite a lot of like talks, dinner talks, um, telling my story because I guess my story is quite interesting from, from a young kid um, in Vancouver and then having not even qualified for this Olympic Games to then winning the Olympic Games. I mean, that, that for me is, is the key part to this story because you, you were almost down and out and not even going to the Olympic Games and then you ended up winning, mm. the, winning the gold medal. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it is the stuff of, yeah, of dreams, and, really. Um, like, to be honest. Like before we, we went to Olympic Games and when we came back from the World Championships having not qualified um, I was all for, for stopping and, and quitting um, and I'm, I'm glad I didn't I'm glad I got the help I needed to, to get and bring myself back and um, Did you think it was down to you mainly? I get no it's not but I, I'm that person I take a lot of responsibility I probably take too much on my own shoulders I, I worry a lot what other people think I'm um, as a skip, you just, you, I guess you assume, like I make the shots that win games or miss the shots that lose games and, and you, you automatically take that responsibility. But no, it's not just down to me. So yeah, there was times that, as I say, um, I didn't want to carry on, but, but I did. And right now, I guess I'm, I'm glad I carried on. <laughs> now I can throw the shoes away and not start again. I mean, the, the dynamics of a curling team, I think particularly a women's curling team, are really, really can be quite tricky mm, can't no we? you're right like if you can imagine trying to keep four girls happy like it's any it's, men listening would are nodding ferociously at yes. the moment. <laughs> it's um <laughs> it's it's not easy is it um and it's as well recognizing when to kind of switch on enough as well like when when you switch on and you're talking curling you're talking what you like what you don't like um when are you saying things to your teammates that may they maybe don't want to hear or you don't want to hear 
But then when he's switching up and talking about going away shopping, getting your nails done, getting your hair done, because these girls, a lot of them um, are really good friends as well. Like we're all very close, especially the Olympic team that, that's that's just won. So it's figuring out that balance that you don't want to you, you don't want to say anything that hurts them. But then again, if there's something he said, you're going to have to do it because they're the work colleagues. Um, but then it's making sure and, and taking it as a person that like don't take it to heart. Like we're you're saying it to help you or to help them. So yeah, it's it's figuring all these things out and um, figuring what makes it best for you to perform and for them to perform. And as a skip, do you know what? If you can if you can make your team feel great, if you can do whatever it takes for them to perform, that's how you're going to get the best out of them for sure. And do you think that came with age and experience and learning? I do. I think yeah. every tournament I played. I, um, I gained more of that. I gained more respect in terms of I was a leader, but I was also a supportive leader. Um, and I think, as you say, as I think, yeah, it definitely came with um, with the more experience I got, the more maybe the more mistakes I made as well. I think the more mistakes I made, realizing that God, I shouldn't have said that, or me getting angry at them missing a shot is just not helping them um, and I do think those kind of small things made me a better person and also probably a better curler as well. In terms of what, what's next then people have said to me oh Eve Muirhead's good at everything right she's, she's, a, great, she's a great curler she's, she's, a, she's a really good golfer you know she, she plays the bagpipes she's gorgeous she's a nice person why didn't she become a professional golfer? And I said, well, do you know, I'll ask her that. I said, because it was at one time you were thinking of going down the golf road, weren't you? Yeah, like I, when I was younger, I did, I golfed a lot. And I golfed in a lot of like the Scottish girls. The, I would say the highlight of my golfing career when I was younger was getting to the last 16, the British girls. Um, I represented Scotland at uh, um, like the international schools event. And it was like I got asked to go to a scholarship in America and I'll be honest, it wasn't a tough decision. Um, I knew I had such an opportunity in curling and I knew if I did that, curling was, hey, I could probably still play socially like what I do golf now, but I was never going to get the opportunities and get the successes that I've had. But then who knows, maybe I did make the wrong decision, maybe... There's no wrong decision. No, that's true. Um, so... Right but, now, but could, you, could you not embark on a professional no, golf career now? No, I, I enjoy, I just enjoy playing. I'm desperate to follow you doing that as well. I just enjoy playing at a kind of social level, getting it round in reasonab a reasonable number and just enjoying it. I but where are you going to find that competitive edge? But maybe I like need a break from that. Ah, right, okay. But even when I'm on the golf course just playing with friends for fun, like I still, of course, want to play well and I've still got that competitive edge. You want to win. Um, but I think, like, for my own sanity and for me I need to just um, yeah, take a switch switch, yeah, switch, switch off, off switch off kind almost of, completely can you? Yeah. I think or it'll be very hard and I, time. Think, yeah, I think it's just going to take time to do that because um, it is a huge change for me and um, it's, it's going to be hard but I think just over time I'm going to realise that not everything's a competition and sometimes um, you do just need to that's two brothers off. for you it is that yeah is there anything you really fancy? Because a, a lot of a lot of athletes that retire, you see them going on various TV shows like um, Strictly, for example, um, and and, ve and and is that the, the SAS kind of mm. competitive? Can't remember what it's called. SAS who dares win? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I thought I watched that last that. night. I thought I can see Eve on that. I can see Eve winning that. No bother. <laughs> um, 
these are all these are all possibilities. Of because course they are. Yeah, no, they are. Um, and um, yeah, like like who knows in, in the future whether whether I will. Um, I think um, these things you can't do unless you you have. Can you dance? I, I've seen you dancing. No, you haven't. I have Let's seen you dancing after, after European Europeans. banquets. <laughs> what goes on tour stays on tour. Um, You're a good dancer. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. Like, yeah, there could be those opportunities there, but like for now, I just want to just get my life in line, if that makes sense. Like, I don't know where I'm what I'm doing tomorrow, let alone next month or next week. So, um, but yeah, of course, like I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say I won't do any of these things. Like I think um, they'll be good fun, of course. Um, so yeah, I, I would love to, of course. I think like I'm a celeb or um, SES who dares wins, something that um, that I know I'm not too bad at. <laughs> well, you're you're very good in your fitness, and there's nobody fitter in curling than you just about so um, yeah like it's something I am very passionate about and um, you've worked hard at that over the I years have. I've, I've worked very very hard of it because I um, I did believe that that was a part of the game that, that I wanted to get better at than, than anybody else to give me a little edge and um, yeah I don't regret one bit of that and right now I still am training but not not as much of course and not as um, intensely but I'm doing things that I enjoy like I did a duathlon a few weeks ago um, did a bit of cycling. How did that go? Good, apart from the run after the cycle, my legs just felt like lead. It was, it was, it's such a weird feeling. Until you do it, you just, you just don't think it's going to be the case. Like some people said, a lot of people did. So you weren't quite duathlon fit. No, I wouldn't say so. A lot of people say, yeah, oh god, the run after the cycle. How and I was like, yeah, whatever, that'll be fine. But honestly, it was hard going. But I've, 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 um, I've entered another one. So it must oh, have you must have been. <laughs> must you must have got something bad. from it. Um, just a word about the girls and um, you know w with anything that you move on from and you're not part of that world anymore you, they're going to be key people that you're, you're going to miss but I guess your close friends you'll, you'll keep in touch with anyway. Oh of course I will, I think I'll keep in touch with um, the majority of them. Um, Curling's quite a small world as well. You've got to remember I won a gold medal with four of them um, at the Olympic Games and we, we've, we're down to London in a few months time for like the, the Team GB ball and things like that and so we're still doing things together. I'm actually golfing with Vicky this afternoon. Oh lovely. So um, little things like that, like I'm never ever going to um, not not stay in touch with them and of course Carlin's such a huge part of, of my world and it, it still is. Um, there's so many friends, not just in Scotland but throughout the world that I've met. Um, that you could just go on permanent tour meeting people. I could. Um, yeah. <laughs> Saying hello and going out for dinner yeah, and watching. Yeah, I wish. It's okay for me to go there. That'd be fine. Um, but yeah, like it's it's so great that I've met so many friends, and I definitely will keep in touch with a lot. You know, the other thing about elite sportsmen and women, it doesn't leave an awful lot of time for personal stuff like mm. relationships, like you know, you know, having 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 babies. Oh, and, and you've got had team members that that have done that yeah, and have backed like, off curling. So there has to be space and time no, for things right. like that there too. Is, there does, and like what I said, is like, that on your radar I've at all? Only ever been part of school and full-time curling. Like I've never actually experienced life away from that. Um, and there's been times that you've had to say no to social events, but it's been all my choice. Like it's my choice to, to, to do what I want, but I realized if I wanted to achieve what I wanted to achieve, I couldn't do everything that was um, the cool things to do. Um, but of course I wanna, um, I wanna yeah, explore life more and um, yeah, just enjoy time away from, from the sport. 
I think I think finally, just wrapping up, we, we, we obviously wish you well. And it sounds like it might be quite interesting. And I wonder, I wonder if there's a bit of you has got something in mind about what you might quite like, but you're not giving too much Honestly, <laughs> no. Like, I, I, I just, I'm just trying to figure out things. Um, like, figure out what's, what's next. Um, as I say, it's going to be very hard stepping away from curling. Um, constantly watching the line scores and what's happening. <laughs> Um, but I think that'll just happen forever, won't it? Because when it's when it's been your life for so long, it's it's hard just to completely step away from it. Um, so yeah, so I don't know. I really don't know really what the future is going to hold right now. But um, I'm sure there'll be a few cool things happening. And sometimes just when you you look back at that moment in Beijing, and you think, I'm the Olympic champion. I got the gold medal <laughs> from the Olympics, 2022. Does it feel? Does it almost feel surreal and that it's not you? Yes. It's it's honestly it's. Um, Did that happen? I know it's really really bizarre and it's quite often when someone will like when you've got events and you've got to take your medal along and, and you go and you pick it up and I'm like, this is actually I won this. Um, my poor little bronze medal hardly gets out now. <laughs> it's just stuck at the back of the cupboard. Um, but you've got two Olympic medals. I do, and two two Olympic medals that. Um, I've never ever take for granted what I did to get them, um, and um, yeah, like I've got them forever, don't I? You absolutely do, and you worked so hard for them. So you know, everybody knows how hard and how much you wanted it, and it's great that dreams do work out. Mm. Oh, they do. Um, like as I said, it's been such an up and down career. There's been times that I've been on top of the podium. There's been times I've I've not made the podium. There's been times that I didn't want to curl anymore. But at the end of the day, um, it's never going to be a smooth journey. Um, and I think any athlete can tell you that, that it is not a smooth journey. Um, but all I can do is um, thank everyone that has been part of, of my journey, that's helped me kind of stay on the, the straight and narrow to get to where I have. Um, and, um, yeah, like it's, it still doesn't seem real, even though it was like somewhat six months away, six months ago, sorry. But it was. Just go home and get that medal out and feel it again, and then, <laughs> and then you know you've got something that nobody else really yeah, has. So, it's, so it's yeah, brilliant. There's not many people that have one. Well, listen, we wish you so much luck and so so much good stuff going forward, Eve. Um, you, you've been a you've been a real kind of ever present in the curly world for so long. It's going to be really strange, mm. really strange without you actually. But you know, we'll catch up again soon oh, and see see where where you're at for for the next stage, whatever that. Means. Yes, thank you very much. Thanks. Mike Top is supported by award-winning financial planners, McRae Financial Services. They offer top quality financial advice in a friendly and straightforward manner at every stage of life. With a focus on great customer service, whether you're thinking about funding your retirement or buying your first home, why not get in touch today? Visit mcraefs.co.uk to find out more. Meanwhile, keep an eye and an ear out for the next episode of Mic'd Up with me, Alison Walker. Thanks for listening.